0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hi, oddings. This is the Something Scary Podcast. I am your Ate Sapphire. Today's episode is all about love and the terrifying lengths some will go for it. First, we'll travel to Thailand for a classic ghost story. Then we'll play the dangerous love me game, rescue a poor soul under a spell, and listen to an old ghost story from Japan. I receive hundreds of amazing story submissions every single week. As always, the first story you hear is one that I've chosen to animate and post over at YouTube.com/snarled. Then I read a few more stories for the podcast. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. So, want to hear something scary? The following is based on a famous ghost story in Thailand about a woman who would do anything to keep her marriage with her husband alive. In the Phra Khanong district of Thailand in the mid-1800s, there lived a woman called Mai Na who was deeply in love with her husband, Tin Ma. When Mai Na was eight months pregnant, Tin Ma was drafted to fight in the war. He was heartbroken to know he wouldn't be there for the birth of their child. What if something happens to me? I can't stand the thought of leaving you and our baby alone. Don't worry, my love. You will return home safely, and we will both be here to greet you when you do. And so, Tin Ma left feeling hopeful, but still, understandably terrified. A few months later, he was able to return home, excited to see his wife and to meet his child. But when he arrived at his village, his neighbor, Kiet, approached him. You need to leave. Excuse me? Please get out of my way. I need to see my family. You should not go in that house. You don't want to know the terrible things that have happened while you were away. Your wife, she's not who you think she is. It's better for both of you if you leave. You don't want to be with her anymore. Tiedma was incredibly offended. How dare you imply that my wife was not faithful to me while I was away? Now please move. Tiedma, being much bigger and stronger than Kiet, shoved past him with ease. He knew his wife. He knew that she would never do anything to hurt their relationship. Carefully, he opened the door. There was Mina, cradling their healthy baby. They exchanged a deep hug and began to catch up. Can you believe that Kiet tried to make me think that you had been unfaithful while I was gone? Pathetic, isn't it? Yes, very. What a silly old man. For the next few weeks, everything was perfect. Between Tiedma and Maina, at least. Whenever Ma went into the village, he could feel the stares and hear the whispers of his neighbors. Do you think he knows? I can't believe he's still it? living with her. No, it's just so sad. Kiet is probably spreading rumors. He thought to himself. He decided to confront him about it. So he went to his house and knocked on the door. No answer. He knocked again, but it was clear he wasn't there. So he went back home. My was in the kitchen, making lunch. Have you seen Kiet lately? Tima asked. No, why do you ask, my love? I thought he might be spreading rumors about you, and I wanted to tell him to stop. Oh, don't worry about him, dear. I already spoke with him. He won't be bothering us again. Mai Na continued to prepare lunch while her husband waited patiently in the dining room. He watched lovingly from afar, just happy to be in his home with his family. Mai Na dropped a lime on the ground and it fell between the gap in the floorboards. T Ma watched as Mai Na bent down and reached right through the floorboards to pick it up. He couldn't believe his eyes. Did he just see what he thought he saw? He looked over at his baby daughter. Suddenly, everything felt very wrong. Mai now looked up and saw her husband staring in disbelief at her. Is something wrong, my love? She's not who you think she is. What did you do to Kit? You seem upset, my dear. Come here. He had had to get get out of that house. house, and so he ran but he could hear his wife's voice yelling in anger. You, you promised promise to you always love, love me. me. Come, back. come back. He turned his head to see that the woman he once loved had grown into a massive, angry spirit, wreaking havoc on the village. Tima made it to the nearby temple and quickly told one of the monks to help him stop his wife. This monk was extremely powerful, and when nag reached the temple, he was able to capture and trap her spirit into a jar. And that jar was kept in the royal family, passed down from heir to heir to ensure that Mainak was never released. Today, you can visit this temple in Thailand where a shrine to Mainak is kept. Visitors from around the world offer gifts and flowers in order to keep her spirit at ease. For who knows what will happen if she ever gets out again. (laughs)
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
1: And now, more Something Scary. Our next story is based on the Love Me Game, which is a ritual that originated in the South Pacific. My dad is a police officer. We live in a small town. It's pretty famous now. Not in a good way. Everything changed when a girl from our local high school went missing. My dad was assigned to the case, and he kept a lot of the information from me because I was pretty young when this happened. But when I started high school, at the same school Trish attended, he decided to tell me what had happened because it changed our town forever. Trish was a smart kid and very involved in student activities, She was very well-known and popular, not in the cliché movie way, but actually popular, like people really liked her. So when she stopped showing up to school and clubs, people noticed. The faculty was concerned, so they called her parents, but her parents didn't live with her. They lived in a completely different state and were paying for Trish to have an entire studio apartment to herself. My dad was tasked with checking her apartment. He knocked, but there was no response. The landlady came by and mentioned that other residents were complaining about a strange smell seeping from Trish's room. This didn't look good. My dad kicked the door down and went inside. It was dark, so he turned on the lights. Lying on the floor in front of him was what he assumed used to be Trish. Her skin was torn from her body. Her hair forcibly ripped from her scalp and shoved down her throat. Her feet were bent backwards and two pencils stuck out from her eyelids. My dad gagged and rushed out of the room. He immediately called his team and reported what had happened. Someone had tortured poor Trish. But who? And why? It was up to my dad to find out. The next day, he interrogated the students at the high school. Who did Trish hang out with? Did Trish have any enemies? Is there anyone you can think of that you think would want to hurt Trish? After interrogating everyone in Trish's class, there was one name that kept coming up. Colin. Apparently, he had a reputation for having a bit of a crush on Trish. My dad figured that he might have some answers but Colin wasn't at school that day. So he got his address from the administrator's office and went to his house. He burst through the door and found Colin's room. The walls were plastered in photos of Trish. My dad arrested Colin and took him in for questioning. While he was in custody, they did a sweep of his house, but they couldn't find a single piece of evidence that proved that Colin was the one who tortured Trish. That was until they looked through his browser history. He had recently visited a website with instructions for The Love Me Game. According to the website, it's a ritual that will summon the evil spirit of Raku Nene. The spirit will let you know if someone loves you or not. And if they don't, they will kill the one who rejected you. To perform the ritual, you need a long leaf and a few long strands of their hair. Wrap their hair around one of your thighs. Hold the leaf between the finger and thumb of your right hand and swing slowly, repeating, tell me Raku tell me if they love me, me. tell me if, they, me. Me. Tell me, if they, they hate me, tell me, tell, tell me, tell, tell me. me. After you repeat this three times, cut the leaf in half. Then wrap your index finger with each half of the leaf to compare it. If both parts of the leaf have different heights, it means they love you. If both parts of the leaf have the same height, it means they don't love you back. And after the ritual, burn the hair and the leaf. My dad was actually pretty upset when the news started covering what Colin had done. They were bringing light to this terrible game that no one should be playing. They thought they were warning others, but they were really just inviting them. Since Trisha's death, there have been at least five or six similar mysterious deaths in our town every year. This is what our town is known for now. Why won't people stop playing that goddamn game? But I trust that you won't be tempted to try it either, right? So some say that that game or ritual is the basis for the picking of daisies. When you pick flowers and you say, he loves me, he loves me not... I actually wonder if anybody uses these rituals seriously. I mean, you don't need to resort to weird magic. Just go talk to people. Speaking of magic, our next story was sent in by Lee, and it's about her aunt Annie. She used to work for a company in Asia as an engineer. She had many coworkers over the years that she worked there, but there was one in particular that she will never forget. Ah Sang was a very handsome man. He was also a pretty quiet guy, the type who didn't really offer information about himself or his personal life unless asked. While being the good-looking, mysterious man can capture people's attention, it can also create a lot of unwanted rumors. My aunt and her coworkers knew that Ah Sang had a girlfriend, and they had been living together for years. But no one knew much about her. She never came to the office or company events. He had never even mentioned her real name before, instead only referring to her with pet names like Beloved or Sweetheart. People thought it was kind of creepy. Some thought that Ah Sang was just a weak, super whipped guy. Others thought that she might not even exist. Whatever people thought, it wasn't positive. My aunt also noticed that Ah never seemed to interact with his female co-workers, I mean, he didn't interact with anyone really, sure, but he seemed to go out of his way to avoid women. My aunt wasn't sure if he was sexist or just awkward, but it really annoyed her. So one day, she asked her boss if she could help Ah with a project he was working on. He was at his desk fixing a machine when my aunt walked over to him. Hi, we've never officially met. I'm Annie, and I'm going to help you out today. Ahseng ignored her and continued working. My aunt thought it was incredibly rude. She placed her hand on his shoulder and Ahseng turned around and yelled, Do you know what you've done? Ahseng crumpled to the ground, shaking and convulsing. My aunt had no idea what was going on. Their boss came out of his office. When he saw Ahseng writhing around on the ground, he knew what he had to do. He picked up the nearest phone, but he didn't call an ambulance. He called the nearby temple. My aunt was petrified, thinking that she had caused his seizures somehow. Minutes later, the head monk appeared with two others, armed with swords and incense. They burnt the incense, chanting prayer after prayer while swinging talismans. Ah was shaking and screaming so violently now that four people, my aunt being one of them, had to hold him down. One of the side monks slapped a piece of yellow paper on his forehead. Suddenly his chest lifted off the ground and he let out an ear-piercing scream, as if something was being ripped out of him. The head monk took out a sword and began slashing the air above him. The prayers getting louder and louder until ah stopped screaming. Silence. The monks talked with my aunt's boss in hushed voices. Later after they left and everyone was still trying to make sense of it, the boss announced that everyone should take the day off. He went to my aunt and told her to escort the now unconscious Ah Sang back home. After opening the door and dragging Ah Sang onto the sofa, she looked around the apartment. The living room definitely looked like someone had left in a rush. The shoe rack had toppled onto the floor, and some pictures were knocked off the shelves. One picture in particular had the smiling face of Ah Sang on it, and over his face were strange markings written in blood followed by a massive X over each of Ah Seng's eyes. My aunt took the photo and brought it to the temple they had called earlier. The head monk looked at it and shook his head. I thought as much. Your friend was romantically entangled with a priestess of dark magic. My guess is that she put him under her spell and he had no idea how he even got in this relationship. My aunt told him that he went into a coma after she touched his shoulder. The monk nodded. If I had to guess, she probably forbid him from coming into contact with any women. You're lucky nothing happened to you. Ahsang never went back to work at that company, and my aunt never heard or saw of him again. But not a day goes by when she doesn't think of him. And the woman who cursed him. I wonder if she's still out there. Thank you, Lee, for sharing that story with us. Uh, I hope you're Ant is okay um that seems like a pretty traumatizing thing to experience and our final tale is an old ghost story from japan there is actually an animated version of this story up on youtube.com snarled In 1825, there once was a man named Iemon, who was married to a loving and devoted wife named Oiwa. He was a ronin, a samurai who no longer had a master because he had a murderous past. And now he was a humble umbrella maker. Since they were no longer financially stable, he grew to resent his lifestyle and his unemployed wife. His wealthy neighbor had taken notice to Iemon's bitterness and approached him one day. "'You know, I never told you this before because it wasn't appropriate, but my daughter Oume is in love with you. If only you weren't already married, you could be with her and be wealthy beyond belief.' "'Oh, really,' Iemon said. "'And let's say if I were to suddenly find myself unmarried, then you should propose to Oume at once.' She won't wait forever. Here. His neighbor handed him a bottle. This should solve your problems. Iemon examined the bottle. It was poison. You know what you have to do. That night, Iemon and Oiwa sat at the dinner table together. He offered her a spoonful of liquid. What's this, dear? Oiwa asked. It's medicine to help you get stronger, for you... And our baby. Oiwa had no reason to be suspicious of her husband, so she took the spoon and swallowed the poison. And continued eating her meal. Is everything okay, dear? Oiwa asked, confused as to why her husband was looking at her so intently. Yes, everything is fine, he replied, attempting to hide his disappointment. Maybe the old man was just messing with him. Maybe it wasn't poison at all. (laughs) suddenly Oyewa began gasping for air her long raven hair began to fall onto the floor in clumps her eyes began to droop and fill with blood she collapsed on the ground Iemon went to examine her body but she was still breathing she was still alive but barely Iemon knew that he couldn't finish the deed by his hand people would know that she was murdered and so he placed her in their bed and waited for death to take her it wasn't until three days later that she awoke. Iemon was shocked that she woke up at all, but he feigned excitement when he saw her. You're awake! What... What has happened to me? You've fallen ill. Oiwa stood up and headed for the bathroom, but when she caught a glimpse of herself in the mirror, she screamed. A monster stared back at her. Why is this happening to me? She- Shush, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Hey, I know what will make you feel better, Iemon said, trying to calm his wife down. Why don't we go take a walk to your favorite place? You know, the one that overlooks the entire city? That'd be nice, right? And so, with Oiwa clutching his arm, he walked her over to the cliff, which had the most beautiful view of the town. Oiwa's eyes were filled with blood and couldn't see the view that she once loved before but she also couldn't see her husband's hands as they came behind her and shoved her over the edge. Iemon didn't leave until he heard the sound that would confirm Oiwa was dead. The next day, Iemon planned an elaborate and expensive funeral, sharing the tragic story of how Oiwa had taken her own life. After the funeral, Iemon approached his neighbor. I'm no longer married. Now make me rich. So over the next few days, they began to hastily plan a wedding for Iemon and Oume. And to Iemon's pleasant surprise, he actually found that Oume was a good match for him. They shared the same sense of humor, and she called him out when he couldn't control his temper. What had started as an act of pure greed had turned into a real, genuine desire to spend the rest of his life with this woman. The only problem was Oiwa kept showing up. Not her physical self, but her image. Iemon kept seeing her distorted, bloodied face in everything he saw. She appeared in a lamp, and he sliced it in half with his sword. She appeared in a mirror, and he smashed it to pieces with his fist. On the day of their wedding, Oume calmed him down. Remember, this is our day. Oiwa is just in your mind. She can't hurt us. And it worked. The wedding was running smoothly, and Iamon didn't have a single apparition of his ex wife. He watched lovingly as Ome made her way down the aisle towards him. But when she got closer, Iamon was confused. That wasn't his bride. It was Oiwa. In a panic, Iamon pulled out his sword and. Everybody gasped. Iamon bent down and turned the head over. It was not Oiwa, but Oume. He couldn't believe what he had done. He ran all the way to the cliff that overlooked the town, and all of the wedding attendants followed him. Some say that Iemon threw himself over the edge, but others claim they saw someone else on the ledge with him. If you'd like to submit a story, send an email to something scary at snarled.com. This podcast is also available in video form at youtube.com slash snarled. Until next time, sweet dreams.